Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, and in this episode of the podcast, we're talking about how much it costs to move to Manhattan. And this is a question that I think a lot of people are hesitant to ask us, but are curious. Uh, and a lot of people will say, oh, do you mind if I ask? Um, because they're curious. Uh, I think a lot of people are interested in moving here, but uh, you hear how expensive it is, and uh, you hear some unrealistic ideas or thoughts, or or you're used to you know what what it's like to move uh, where wherever it is that you live, and so we we want to uh, kind of unveil a little bit of of a question that people ask us privately quite a bit of what what that looks like in this episode of the podcast. So we're going to dig into that. But before we do, I want to make sure you're aware of a resource that we have available on comingtonewyorkcity.com. Uh, if you go to that website on the homepage, uh, Katie's created a great resource. Uh, called Top 10 Mistakes People Make When Moving to New York City. And so that's a free download there on the homepage. Lots of other great resources there on the site. Uh, But that resource in particular, we believe uh, we have heard from so many others how much time it has saved them uh, when coming to visit New York City. And so we want to help you maximize your time when you plan your visit to New York City uh, and the city that we love. And so we've made plenty of mistakes and have have friends uh, and talked to so many others. And so we created that resource to help you maximize your next visit here to the city. So Katie, let's get into this topic of how expensive is it to move to New York City? So Katie, how expensive is it to move to New York City? (laughs) Um, It's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. um, (laughs) We're going to break it down for you guys. Um, But yeah, it it adds up and we've done it a couple times. So we're going to tell you our experience. This isn't the only experience and the only way to do it, but We've done it twice, so we're almost experts at it. Um, And this is how it kind of broke down for us. So um, we, when we were moving for the second time, we already knew the neighborhoods that we wanted to look at, and we had a really good idea of what we wanted, where we wanted to be. So that was a little bit easier the second time around. Um, If you're unsure, I would possibly... Think about coming out here on a trip to really look at all the different boroughs and the different neighborhoods, and that way you can know where you want to look, and you can know that you feel really comfortable um, in the neighborhood that you choose. So that may be a trip that you want to make with your significant other, with a parent, whoever you're um, moving out here with. So that may be your step one. Step two would be to find a broker. And in New York City, that's another word for real estate agent. Um, they call them brokers here. And I know a lot of people feel like they can find an apartment on their own with Street Easy and with other other things that are available online. But in our experience, having a broker is it makes the whole process so much easier. And in fact, when we found our broker, I found him on Instagram. He had some cool pictures and things like that, and he had a cool personality, kind of like a million dollar listing kind of kind of guy. Um, not on the actual show, but he kind of had that same vibe. And I was like, okay, this is kind of what we want. We want a younger guy who um, will be fun to hang out with because you're going to be with them a whole lot <laughs> at apartments. So um, I found him, I talked to him, um, let him know what we were looking for and, and when we were coming out and made an appointment with him. And he blocked out three days for us to help us find an apartment. He took us around. um, And one of the main things that he did is we were talking, we were looking at different neighborhoods and he helped us really, really narrow down exactly 
where would be best for our family. He asked us a ton of questions. Um, he knew our price point. He knew what we made, what we would qualify for. So he took our general idea and and really narrowed it down for us. So that was that was huge. And the information that he has that he was able to share with us, the places he was able to take us to, and the access that he had to would be something that I wouldn't have had on my own. Um, he could he lined up showings for us just back to back to back. And he, like I said, he had the access and the reputation to be able to do that to where I would have had to wait for open houses or constantly have been on my phone. But I showed up here. He was ready to take me to, I mean, dozens of apartments right away. So that was huge. Yeah. You know, I think there are so many factors and, and you could Google and find all kinds of information out there. But there, there's a lot of factors in New York City where people want to do it, uh, go cheap. And, and I think what we have found and heard is that shortcutting a move to New York City is just generally a bad idea. Uh, we've heard so many nightmare stories of people who tried to do it on their own through Craigslist, ended up with bed bugs, ended up with all kinds of nightmare stories. Scams. Scams. Yeah. Uh, and so it really, getting a broker who knows the neighborhoods, who, who's going through a process, um, it's it's just worth it from everything that we hear and have experienced ourselves. Uh, it adds expense, uh, but but they understand the neighborhoods. They they know the city better than anybody. Then the processes you're you're not going to get ripped off uh, when using a broker. So uh, that that is a big part of the city, and I think those trips are very important. So whether it's two trips or one trip for us, I happen to have a business trip here, uh, so we had some of those expenses covered uh, in, in our in our move out here. But um, but we still you know we had a hotel. We stayed in Queens to be cheaper. It was about one hundred fifty dollars a night. Hotel rooms, so if you're thinking three nights and, and two people on, on flights, you're probably expecting about $1,200, $1,500 if you're going on the cheap uh, to be in New York City for, for three or four days. Uh, so that that's that first expense is visiting out here uh, and then working with your broker. So you got to pick a broker, you got to pick a borough, and then even with that, you need to pick a neighborhood. Uh, and you kind of probably want to have all three of those before that last trip that you come out to pick an actual apartment. Right. And... Um I know in a lot of places that we've looked for apartments and, and things before, you can go out six months in advance and just say, hey, this is my move-in date. What will you have available? And they'll have a general idea or they'll have inventory pretty much all the time. Um, and that is not the way that it is in New York City at all. In fact, you'll want to come out about 40, 45 days, maybe 60 days in advance, but probably around 45 um, and even then, that's early. Um, but it kind of blew our minds because to me, that felt so late. Um, it felt like we were waiting till the last minute to find a place. But that's the way that it works here. Inventory goes so quickly that if you come too early, nothing will be available for, for the time that you are planning on moving. So um, 45 days is really the max that you can come out beforehand. Yeah. So in, in the city, as I understand it, Manhattan stays 97% occupied. And so that's where you almost have to get an apartment the day it becomes available or it can likely be gone. And so that's where that speed of transaction is often uh, so important. Uh, so it, it's, it, it, it can be tough to, to get... Uh, the apartment. So we, we got our apartment uh, or went through. Is there, is there kind of other processes as we, as we had that trip out here from an expense standpoint, Katie? Yeah. So um, 
And just to, to add on to it, you don't have to give your landlord notice um, that you're moving out until 30 days ahead of time. Okay. So that's why, yeah, that's another reason. The landlords don't even know what they're going to have available because you don't have to give... Sometimes it's 60 days, so sometimes they'll know, but usually it's it's 30 days notice. Um, so we actually found an apartment, and we wanted to move on the 1st, but the longest that the landlord would hold it for us was the 15th. So we actually had to pay for two weeks that we weren't living in the apartment, but we weren't willing to, to lose it. Um, so we actually probably came out a little too early. Um, we came out about two months ahead of time, and the longest they were ready, willing to hold it for us was a month and a half. So um, it may feel like you're right down to the last minute, but that's just the way it works here. Yep. yep. Um, and then you're going to want to make sure that you have your paperwork prepared. Um, I had a folder that I carried around with me everywhere because you never know. As soon as you see an apartment you like, you need to be ready to fill out an application on the spot. Um, And your broker, and that's another reason to have a broker with you, is they will know exactly what to do and what application to fill out and what you'll need. So I had a folder with me that had letters of employment. It had at least two pay stubs, or most recent pay stubs, um, two bank statements, your tax returns from the year before, and photo IDs, and that's just the basics. Now, you may be applying for um, an, a building or apartment that wants more, so always make sure that you have access to anything that you might you might need, but mm-hmm. those are the core things that you're going to want to hold on to and keep with you. Um, so it's really different from other places we've been to because before... I don't know, I feel like in other apartments, we just had to sign some paperwork and we were all good. Um, But here you need, I mean, like tax returns and bank statements and the whole thing. So they really want to make sure that you are, that you can pay your rent. Because I think a lot of people move here and have big dreams and then the landlord doesn't get paid. And so they've been through that too many times and they want to make sure that you can pay your rent. Yeah, so so you have, uh, and and so you have all that information you got to get everybody um, but, but as we're getting into the cost of it, uh, there's the cost of that trip out there. But then I felt like I was giving, uh, I had, had to almost give up a child uh, <laughs> and money down. It was more information than we had to put in when we bought a house. Yeah. Uh, and then also seemingly more uh, money than a down payment on a house. So can you talk yeah. about what those expenses are too that we right before you even get here? Yeah. So um, you do have to make 40 times the annual rent. So um, the broker will help you figure out what you can even qualify for, but 40 times the annual rent is is a good baseline. So that can help you figure out your um, your budget a little bit. Um, so when we do when we found an apartment, we had to pay first month's rent, last month's rent, and one month deposit. So if you are looking at an apartment that's about $3,500 a month, that is a check that you have to write for $10,500 to the landlord. Again, that covers first month rent, last month's rent, and one month deposit. So they're not going to take a credit card or anything like that. You have to go. In fact, it's not even a check. You have to. We had to go to the bank right. and, and get a cashier's check yeah. for that amount. Um, so you also have to make sure that you have that money in the bank so that as soon as you're ready to put in that application, you can give them that money. Um, 
so yeah, $10,500 for a $3,500 a month apartment. And then we talked about the broker too. Um, Brokers are not cheap. They do a lot of hard work for you and they charge about 15% of your annual rent. So um, you're looking to to spend about $6,000 toward the broker as well. So you're on a $3,500 a month apartment. So a lot of apartments are more than that. A few are less than that, but that's probably even on the low end of apartments uh, in Manhattan, especially for a family. So, um, you need to have at least $20,000 in the bank ready to go to those areas, um, on top of that trip that you're making out here. Yeah. So you've got the trip, the broker fee, and we still have all of our stuff in Texas. Uh, So we just put in all that money uh, to to come uh, get that apartment. And then we had to get our family here. So we've got the family of four and a house full of stuff in Texas. So what's, what's the next expense in getting here, Katie? So one good thing is we sold almost everything we had, so we again. made some money again. We made money. We sold our cars. Well, we'd only been in Dallas for nine months, yeah. and we had bought one used car, but you know, new to us, so we were still upside down in that, so we actually ended up losing money on that car. Um, we won't talk about that too much. <laughs> um, but we were able to sell some things, some furniture that we bought to fill up the big townhome we didn't need anymore. Um, but it did cost about $3,000. Um, we did hire movers this time. We decided doing the U-Haul like we did the first time was not worth it. Um, it was it was a little too much hassle and it wasn't worth the price difference because once you guys started driving, the gas was adding up. You didn't make as good of time as you had hoped. So it was an extra hotel stay and extra food. And so it was worth everyone's sanity to pick movers. So that was about $3,000 to get our things from Dallas to New York City. Yeah. And and those were Cheap movers. Yeah, uh, we found we chose like half the price of any others, and uh, I, we don't need to get into the story too much. But uh, it, it was kind of a mess. They got our stuff here, uh, but well, three thousand dollars is low end. Yeah, it is low end. You could definitely, if you want even less headache, you can spend some more money if you've got it. Yeah. But um, <laughs> just to make a long story short, they had told me that they were going to go ahead and and take our stuff to New Jersey. That way, once we got here, they would take it from the warehouse in New Jersey and just bring it across on a smaller truck to us in Manhattan. Um, but once we got here, we called and realized they had told us that they took our stuff to Houston instead of taking it up to New Jersey. So we're here in an empty apartment with our two kids expecting to give them a call and have them bring it from New Jersey right across the river to us, take a day maybe, and we'd be fine. Well, it turns out our stuff was in Houston, which is actually further away from New York (laughs) City than where it started in Dallas. Um, So we had to Amazon Prime now some air mattresses and blankets and pillows and sleep on the floor in our apartment for a few days. But... um, I think at that point I was so excited to be back yeah. that it was worth it. But just get that in writing. Make yeah. sure you know where your stuff is going to be stored while you're waiting for it. Yeah, and we won't do a whole episode on this, but it was even funny. My, my so I work from home, and so my desk even for uh, those first few days when I was at Starbucks quite a bit, um, but then I also even used a box from those air mattresses as my desk. Uh, 
quite, quite a bit. So it was, you know, we did have internet. Uh, so we, we had that going for us here in the apartment. So that was quite a journey. So we had the movers, uh, all the broker fees. We got our stuff. We got ourselves here. So the other expense was we flew here. Uh, mm-hmm. So we had the expense of flying our family here. So family of four to New York City one way. You know, I would estimate maybe $1,000 typically. And then we, that first night, uh, because the way it worked with the hotels, we had a hotel uh, that first night. So we flew here, had the hotel because we couldn't get the key to the apartment until the next day. Uh, and then we, we brought our stuff uh, and we had to do an Uber XL to carry all of our luggage yeah. uh, with a family for in moving to New York City. So those were the expenses. Are there other expenses, Katie, that we're, that we're leaving out in the process? Yeah, I think we've covered pretty much all of the the costs. But I think you can see, even though we had done this before, we still made mistakes. And so you just have to give yourself a little bit of cushion, a little bit of grace for all of that, but monetary cushion as well, because it's not going to go exactly as you plan. I'm a planner and I love doing the details of all of this, but even with that, something's not going to go quite right and you can't let it rattle you. And Again, you have to have a little, still even a little bit of cushion, even after you've spent um, quite a bit of money to get here, you still have to have a little bit of a cushion just to make sure that if something doesn't go quite right, you can buy some (laughs) air mattresses to sleep on the floor for a couple days or whatever the situation might be. Um, But just going back to having a broker, um, at least we knew that the apartment and where we were living, we were really happy with it. We knew it wasn't a scam. We knew that we were covered. So even if our, our move didn't go exactly as planned, we had a lot of confidence in moving into this apartment. You know, one thing I did forget to mention is you have to see the apartment for yourself. Landlords will not rent to you if you have physically um, not seen the apartment. So I think a lot of you may think, oh, I'll send my aunt who lives there. She'll go check out the apartment for me. And if she says it's good, then I'll sign the the paperwork over, you know, do it online or fax it in. But um, landlords actually will not do that for you. So that trip out here to look at apartments is a non-negotiable. Um, I think landlords too have gotten... Um, in a bind quite a few times where somebody doesn't see the apartment, they come out here and then for some reason it doesn't live up to how Aunt Nancy explained mm-hmm. it and then they try to get out of it and the landlord's you know, in a mess and so it's to protect everyone and you're going to want to see it for yourself too. Aunt Nancy has a different opinion of things than you do and so you're going to want to see it for yourself. So um yeah, that's that that trip out here to look for apartments is a non-negotiable. So, Katie, I'm curious, uh, and we didn't plan on this before the podcast. So I'm going to drop this on you, uh, but but as people are planning a trip, is there a way to save money? And I'm I'm going to share one idea uh, that I have. But in all of this, are there some opportunities that? people maybe overspend on the move to New York City because we kind of said, you know, you need to just spend the money on a broker. You need to spend the money on movers. Uh, You need, you know, there are certain expenses that really people try to avoid that they hurt themselves. I I will suggest one thing, and I'm curious if you have anything else. Uh, To me, uh, I think you need to question, do you really need it? And so our first time to move here, we brought a lot of stuff. And and I thought our two-bedroom apartment that was 600 square feet or so or 700 square feet, was bigger than it actually was. We got here, it was like, oh, we got to get rid of even more. We thought we'd gotten rid of a ton of stuff. I think you've really got a question, do you really need it? And with that, I would say, 
Ikea and Amazon were our best friends of Ikea will come and you can get it furniture delivered and assembled. Um, and so Ikea uh, is a great option here of a lot of times your furniture, wherever you're moving from, is larger uh, than you need. Uh, and Ikea furniture that is so efficient with space um, has really been our best friend. And then Amazon has so much great stuff, too, of, you know what, is it cheaper to actually just buy something new there and you could give it away or uh, sell it before you move. So those, that would be kind of my advice of really questioning, do you really need to move it there? There's probably some stuff you need to move, but maybe there's a lot of stuff you can leave behind. What, any other thoughts on your end? Yeah, just, I do have another thought, but just to, to add on to yours of the, do you need it? Think about where you're moving to as well. Um, in Brooklyn, we had a really narrow staircase to get everything up and down, so or up to and down eventually. But think about where you're moving to and will it even fit mm-hmm. <laughs> up the staircase? And then also, when we moved here to Manhattan, we had a service elevator, but it was fairly small as well. And just think about the trips that you have to make up and down that elevator. Is it worth it um, to keep a big piece of furniture that you could get from Ikea here for cheaper? Um my idea is kind of the same thing. Do you really need it? But it comes attached to the apartment. Do you really need another bedroom? Is it worth the extra $1,000 a month to get that extra bedroom? Or can you live a little bit smaller? Um, for some reason, when we were looking in Brooklyn, I didn't like it when a toilet was next to the sink in the bathroom. For some reason, I had that in my head that I didn't want the toilet and the sink to be next to each other. When we moved, after we lived here for a, a couple of years and we moved to Manhattan, I was like, that is silly. That is not even a thing. And so you just need to be happy with a bathroom. And so just those little picky things, even like, I know some people move and they're like, I have to have laundry. I have to have a washer and dryer in my apartment. That's a non-negotiable. I actually really love going downstairs to the community laundry center and doing it there because I can put in all of our laundry at one time and get it done within an hour instead of having to do a whole bunch of smaller loads in my apartment. So just really having an open mind when you go and look at apartments. I mean, obviously, if it's dirty or you feel unsafe, that's not worth a compromise. But if the toilet is not exactly where you pictured it, that's going to be okay. Yeah, there there is no perfect apartment, yeah. um, and and we found this too. We built a custom house in Texas, and after we moved into the house, we realized uh, there were certain things where we would have moved the toilet over a little bit, or, the, or things about the house that we built uh, that we would have wanted to change. And so, uh, you know, be picky, but uh, don't don't expect perfection. Uh, that that was part of the process. So, Katie's, I do the math. I'm adding up. It's going to cost you probably at least twenty thousand uh, dollars to move to Manhattan uh, for somebody moving to Manhattan, uh, and and there aren't too many shortcuts around that. Uh, yeah, that, and that, that's and pretty that's, much what it costs. That's cash in the bank, um, not credit or something you know like that. Yeah. That's that's checks that you can write when you yeah. want to move here, yeah. but it's worth it. Yeah, as crazy <laughs> as it sounds, as completely nuts as it sounds, we've done it twice. Yeah. Um, I hope not to do it again. I hope we don't have to move for whatever reason, but I would probably do it again because we just love living here that much. Yeah, so it's not inexpensive, um, and and that is the reality. Uh, And so I I hope it was helpful for those of you uh, who have been curious and and those of you that are planning a move. Uh, We hope that's helpful in planning your move to New York City and and hope that's not overwhelming. But I think it's important to be 
uh, realistic about what what it does cost to to be prepared and uh, working through that and planning for that uh, if you are planning a move to New York City and and don't try to shortcut it uh, to rush there. Make sure you're ready. Just like we had to work to be ready uh, when we were buying a house. It, it was a couple year process when we uh, built a house to prepare our finances and prepare ourselves for that and the expenses that came uh, with the house. And so anyways, we hope that episode was helpful for you. Uh, if you haven't visited comingtonewyorkcity.com, we hope you'll visit the website. Check out all the great resources that are there on the website. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll share this podcast with a friend uh, and hope you'll leave a rating or review wherever it is that you're listening. We'll talk to you soon on the next episode of the podcast.